Oh, you're muted, Greg. Oh my gosh, you have <laughs> muted yourself. Way to kick off the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to the con hour. <laughs> and I jinxed myself by saying my opener has been freezing lately, and sure enough, it did right at the end. <laughs> Go figure. Well, good, happy Friday morning, everyone. Well, at least it's Friday morning here. I think it's afternoon where Charity's at with Starbase Indy. And we have a it's wonderful Saturday for me. I don't know how we did oh, that. Saturday. Oh. <laughs> My days have been going so mixed up. It's been two weeks. Greg, man, you got to pull yourself together, man. You got to pull told you together. I, I told you I was abducted by aliens last night. They took me back in time. So, you know. We're experiencing some temporal anomalies. It's fine. That's what it is. And I mean, I mean, what? Sci-fi convention. There we go. <laughs> That's the best way to have it. <laughs> but one thing that I do want to do is welcome Charity and Starbase Indy to our show. And one of the things we do want to talk about is STEM because Galveston Robotics and Galveston Esports deal with STEM. So let's hear how you work with STEM and everything that's in that process with y'all's show. Yeah. So Starbase Indy is focused on... Um, Star Trek and how it correlates with bringing STEM into our lives today. So um, we look at everything through the lens of Star Trek, but we're looking at um, STEM and language learning. And um, so we bring in some of the great um, thinkers of our area, at least, <laughs> um, and some other areas uh, around us. We bring in some uh, professors from from local colleges to talk about some things that they're studying. And then we bring in scientists from uh, NASA and um, other great institutions to give us some information as well. Oh, nice. So you actually have NASA coming. And do y'all, I know there's a lot of people around here that build like set merchandise or ah, I can't even think today. My brain's just all out there. Forgive me, everybody. My brain's just blown today. <laughs> Shame on you, Greg. Shame on you. See, Amy, Amy's going to keep me straight before long. <laughs> but y'all have people that come in and set up floor. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> no, we don't have, like, um, I know Galveston Esports had NASA in to set up some things there. Um, we don't have any of that, but um, we have uh, Juniper Jarala is one of our guests. She's from NASA. And um, and then we have a couple of other speakers who have worked with NASA who are going to be um, sharing with us some stage time, uh, stage time about different aspects of what NASA is doing right now and has done in the past. Oh, okay. Now, going along with that aspect, I mean, with sci-fi, what kind of sponsors do y'all get for y'all's show? I mean, are they big name sponsors, just local sponsors? Yeah, all around local sponsors. We don't have a ton of sponsors right now. Um, you know, COVID kind of threw us for a loop. Um, we didn't have a convention last year, so we're down on sponsors. Um, our sponsors are really our, our family, our, our local convention community. Um, the convention itself sponsors itself for the next year. Um, 
so uh, we have a variety of interesting experiences for our guests, um, including uh, we have a star badge holder option. So people who are willing to pay a little bit more for their badge, they have a specialized badge, special seats. They get a dinner with the stars ticket. They get um, some special guest time. Um, so mostly it's just um, our vendors are part of our sponsor set. And then um, we have the conventions around us that exchange um, some some materials with us. And then um, our, our family, our people who come are the big sponsor. Well, I have to say being a vendor at so many different conventions, I do know how they're definitely family. Yeah. And with the vendors, I mean, what kind of variety do you get with a sci-fi convention rather than a comic convention? Do you get more electronical type stuff or do you get mix of like authors and comics still? Mm -hmm. and yeah. So we definitely have authors and artists. Um, that's a big thing that we make space for. Um, we have a separate area where our artists and authors get to be um, to kind of highlight their materials a bit more. Um, and then we have, you know, the generic vendors who are selling all kinds of gadgets and gadgets. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a silent auction where we're selling some materials that have been uh, donated to us. Um from people's collections of various sorts. So we have, you know, collector's items that people can bid on for the silent auction. Oh, nice. Now, one thing that you mentioned, which I thought was interesting, is y'all actually are having a, a guest dinner where people can actually sit with the guests of your show and actually mm -hmm. sit down and have a dinner and assuming a conversation with them. Yeah, yeah. How did dinner with the stars. Now, have y'all done this every year? Y'all just started it? Is it? No, we've been having it for years, and it's one of the highlights. Um, we each of our guests who come, and some of our musical guests who come, um, gets to have a table, and we sell tickets to sit at the table with them. I think it's about six or seven people get to sit with them each year. Um, so it's a nice, intimate conversation, and they talk about whatever um, kind of interesting things. Um, relate them all and bring them together but mostly it's just a time to be kind of human with the guests and um bring it to a more of a family level it's just a meal and a nice time to talk well a lot of people they i mean it's hard to understand but you gotta understand and being and talking to a lot of guests is they're human too they love right. the conversation they love to talk and right. you get to learn a lot about them in just some of these conversations that you can have, like at a dinner setting. Right. I think at Beaumont, I know, like I said, had the after party, which we had the Power Rangers, and that was a dinner setting. And it yeah. was fun as can be. Awesome. And it's, you really do get to know people and, and learn from them. And mm -hmm. they'll tell stories, which is fun to hear yeah so with the i'm trying to think with your guests who do all do you have coming for guests yeah so this year um our guest list is a little bit uh shorter than maybe it would be some years <laughs> <laughs> uh 
due to COVID, but we have uh, John Chuck um, and Gary Frank and um, Tracy Lee Coco. Those are our three mm -hmm. actor guests. And then we have, like I said, Juniper Gerala. She works for NASA and is a um, also a, a stunt walker and um, fire dancer and several other cool things. <laughs> and then we have that, some musical guests that are really awesome. I was going to say that would be fun. I'm hoping like she would do a show at night, especially with the fire, maybe in front of the place or not inside, of course, but in front of the... I don't think we're having her do any fire this time. It's just a little dangerous with the hotel. They're not a big fan of that idea. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Right in front of the tanker. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, stuff like that would be fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you have your panels, I'm sure. What type of panels and... Do you have a setup for your panels or where people can see the list of your panels already or? Yeah, we do. So we are lucky to have a programming guide that is already online. Um, and it's available through our website, starbaseindy.com. Sorry, starbaseindy.org. And they can um, actually choose which programs they're going to go through and create their own um, personalized program guide. Um, which is just amazing that they can they can go ahead and do that ahead of time, read all the descriptions, see who's doing what, and um, choose those programs now. Oh, that, so basically, I mean, do you, with the VIP, do do y'all have a VIP type pass? With uh, I know you mentioned about the one the thing Star is that considered is that considered the VIP pass? Yes, the, the VIP passes are star badge. Okay. And then that also includes the dinner or? Yes, that includes a dinner and it includes uh, photos with uh, photos and autographs with um, our guests. So they get a little bit more time there. Now, one thing I'd like to mention, because I know, I know we're Texas based and I know we have a lot of people from Louisiana and Texas and even California that are watching us, but where are y'all located at? We're in central Indiana. Our uh, hotel is called the Marriott on the east side of Indianapolis. Um, and uh, we get our guests from all over the state of Indiana and Ohio. And um, we bring in these uh, actor guests from all over the country. And I know Tracy is actually Star Trek. Where are the other guests coming from? What shows? Is they it are all Star, Star Trek? Trek? Well. Yeah. Um, they're kind of uh, maybe lesser known Star Trek guests. Mm -hmm. um, John Shuck um, played on... Um, I gotta remember where everybody's from. <laughs> John Chuck played um, a Klingon, mm -hmm. and um, he was also from some other shows um, in his career. So people know him from uh, the Munsters. Um, he played on the Munsters uh, for a while there, um, and then Gary Frank um, was one of my favorite characters. He played one of the um, uh, 
can't remember the names of anything. My brain's not working I've, either. What did you do to I've me? had moments like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry Frank is, let me get his whole, whole, whole thing come up. Um, he was in The Family and um, a, a series in the 70s. Um, and he played uh, Gedrin Dax. So the Dax characters, um, when they went into a different timeline, he played one of their characters from that. Okay. So, so if I'm correct, that's uh, Deep Space Nine. Yes. Let me think that. Yeah. Yep. Deep Space Nine. Yep. Uh, had to had to think there for a minute, but I got it first try. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, just so y'all know, Amy is blacked out right now. She is doing actually two podcasts at once. So when you see her black out like this, go ahead and just start asking her as many questions <laughs> as you can. And of course, I'm waiting for her to come back on saying, what the hell did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> but how big is the convention area wise? I mean, how many vendors are you going to have? And... I believe we have 30-ish vendors this year. Um, we just moved back to a hotel that we were in several years ago and we had moved to another hotel for a bit and moved back now to this hotel. Um, we have about 500, 600 in attendance in our convention each year, not a huge, uh, convention, but it's, it's intimate. You know, we know a lot of the people and, um, we call it our Star Trek Thanksgiving. Um, so it's. It's part of our family. Well, that was one thing I did want to ask is y'all chosen Thanksgiving weekend. How long has it been Thanksgiving weekend and why did y'all choose Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, I don't know how long it's been on Thanksgiving weekend, but I'm fairly certain it's been the majority of the time that it's been going on. Um, I've only been with the convention for the last six or so years. Um, but um we choose Thanksgiving weekend because, one, we get a good deal on a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but also because for a lot of our folks, uh, Thanksgiving is a family-oriented, very, conserva very uh, conservative and um, sometimes stressful event for folks. You know, they go back to be with their generic family, their, their biological family, and that can be really hard. And for a lot of us geeks, we don't fit in with our families as well as we'd like to maybe. So then afterwards they can come and be with their chosen family or their geek family and feel more at home and um, be refilled by that before they go back into the world. Now, one thing that you were, we talked about a little bit beforehand is y'all actually like rotate the responsibility each year. That way it's yeah. not all stressful continuously right. for just one person. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So this is my first year as con chair. Um, I've been serving on the board for a couple of years and um, have served the convention in other ways before this, but somebody else will be con chair next year. They get announced at the end of the con and uh, we're excited to share that responsibility and, grow the the knowledge base so that it's not just one person who knows how to do it. Ah, nice. 
Amy, you have about 50 questions here. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, she knows I'm lying. <laughs> well, I know, let's see, we've, a lot of the guests are, do you get a lot of the repeat guests? Do y'all try to, yeah, I mean, y'all switch them up and everything. We do try to, to switch them up. We're bringing Tracy back uh, because she's just a fan favorite. Um, she loves our convention and we love her. So we have had her several times. Um, and um, other than that, we, we do bring new folks in as we can. Um, we've had quite a variety of stars. Uh, in 2019, we had um, Mary Chifo, who was a huge hit. <laughs> um, and we've had, uh, I mean, just a, a huge lineup of, of folks who've come in to be a part of our convention. Uh, so I know, like I said, with the comic cons and stuff like that, you get a little bit more of a variety. Are y'all limited with what y'all have being sci-fi or based limited on science what? fiction with your guests? I mean, we always it's get hard to that are Star Trek um, related. So okay. everybody's been on Star Trek in one way or another, or they are a science guest. Okay. So basically Star Trek and then of course your science, which mm -hmm. how, what do y'all do to with STEM to work with the community? Yeah. How does that? So we are a 501c3 and we can provide um, STEM training throughout the year. Um, we do some other ways of, of sharing um, our STEM knowledge and we support some of the other local things that are happening so that we can um, be a part of bringing STEM to the community. So I definitely, do y'all work with what schools in y'all's area do y'all work with or do you work with schools, the libraries, all of it or? Yeah, we have um, Purdue University is here in Indiana, and we have several professors from there who come to bring us information. Um, we have a really cool organization that helps us with the convention um, called Gal's Guide to the Galaxy, and they have a library here in Indianapolis um, based on women's history and uh, women's literature, and they bring us Uhura's Training Academy each year which is just an amazing opportunity to learn about what Uhura um, brought to Star Trek and what she brings to um, our learning now. I'm trying to think here. Amy, I know you've been working double shift there. What kind of questions might you have if I'm trying to do the sideways look here? <laughs> I know you got something in your head. You got you always have a question. Greg, yes, I always have questions. Always. But no, my mic went alien, so I didn't hear the the last part of the conversation. Because you guys got adopted by aliens. So it so, <laughs> happens. I'm it gonna does. say it's Friday again. I, hell, I might go back to Thursday now. See what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about Uhura's Training Academy, which is an amazing um, 
all ages based training uh, material that is brought to us by Girls Gals Guide to the Galaxy, um, which is a group that focuses on women's literature and women's history. And they have a library here in central Indianapolis where they can, uh, people can rent or, you know, borrow books like a regular library. Um, wow. So how did that all like start and come about? Because that is fascinating. I've actually never heard of that. So did we, you know, go over how that all kind of came about? Am I like reiterating, am I re-asking no. questions? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so Gal's Guide to the Galaxy is brought to us by uh, an amazing group. Um, it was the kind of brainchild of a woman named Leah, Dr. Leah Leach. She's in our community here in Indiana. Um, and she's got an amazing team behind her that um, have really built this library. And um, then her idea, it was her idea to bring this Ohura's Training Academy to us at Starbase Indy as started out as kind of children's programming. And it is built up to be all ages programming that offers, um, you know, things about literature and communication. Um, they're having a, a panel this year about um, how we communicate with each other better uh, in the time of Me Too and Black Lives Matter and all of that, how we can um, learn from each other and communicate better. And so what, how our words impact on each other. See, I think that's fantastic. I feel like um, for me, you know, being the millennial that, that I am, <laughs> that I am, um, sometimes communication is like lacking and it's not by a lack of effort, but I think it's a lack of knowledge of how to um, communicate effectively right. and not take things personally and understand that people have different points of views and that's okay. You know, right. and you can have an open conversation about it. You don't have right. to always agree, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that those are things that are important, especially for little kids, right? Because they're going to get into disagreements and they're going to have people that think differently than them or, yes. you know, raised differently than them. And it's, it helps them, you know, kind of, integrate into society which is a poor choice of word integrate is just a poor choice of word um but it helps them i feel like become better just better humans and better adults because you know they need that communication structure because without communication i don't man i don't know how me and greg would get along if we didn't communicate very well with each other you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah we can and we sit here and pick several, on each other and stuff but we have several panels based on that this year um one based on how can we um disagree and still be friends or at least get along <laughs> see yeah i feel like that's like Which, one of those things that is like lacking you know in in society yeah. it's it's always you know my my way of thinking or you know your way is just wrong and it's like no everyone thinks differently and that's okay you know right. um, and we have focused um on the language learning quite a bit in our convention for the last couple of years um, partially because one of our musical guests is the Klingon pop warrior. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she, no. um, she sings pop songs in Klingon. Oh my gosh, Greg, get a YouTube video and send that to me. That is amazing. <laughs> she is amazing. And so she actually helped um, when they started Star Trek Discovery, Mary Chifo, who played the mother of the Klingons, was told to watch the Klingon Pop Warriors music to get the pronunciations correct. Um, wow. And so we've had um, the Klingon Language Institute is also based in Indianapolis. 
uh -huh. the same hotel that we use uh, or that we have used in the past. And so they have been a part of our convention and we've had Mark Orkrand, I think that's how you say his name, who created, you know, help help create the, the Klingon language. Um, we've had several parts of um, learning Klingon be a part of our convention. And um, because of that, then we have stretched our STEM to also be language learning and communication. Um, wow. That's fascinating. And I thought learning French was hard. Can you imagine Klingon? Oh my gosh. Well, you can come to Indiana and learn Klingon and with a whole group okay. of people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I barely made it through three years of French, but, you know, Klingon, <laughs> let's tackle it. You know, let's yeah. just do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, I just, I can't imagine that. But, you know, I will say I like these these comic cons like yours that are STEM based, you know, because I like to bring my kids and stuff and, you know, it's not, not anything against cons that aren't STEM based. They're still family friendly and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but it's nice to know that I can bring my kids and there's stuff for them to do. That's going to benefit them in the long run. You know, yeah. I really feel like that's like a family, a family focus and like children right. driven, you know, future mm -hmm. view. Yeah. And so I think that that's amazing. And I don't hear about it very often. I mean, we hear about it, uh, Greg with Johnny and you know esports yeah. and the Galveston yeah. robotics, but you know it's something that isn't talked a lot a whole lot at Comic Cons, and so I feel right. like it's an awesome thing, and I think it's amazing. Yeah. And plus, learning Klingon, like oh my gosh, I can't even. Uh, I mean, my head hurts trying to think about how I would learn that, and I would fail miserably. Yeah. You know, I would, I would be a failure and I would own it. I would totally own it and be like, yes, I will buy everyone in this room of age a shot because we're all going to need it. And I'm like, yes, that's how bad my failure, my failure will be. We also have a group called Motley Kids that comes and they are based um, here in Indianapolis. Uh, Motley Kids does, um, they are gamers and parents of gamers um, who, and they bring us some, um, child, some children's programming that is focused on gaming and then sci-fi as well. Um, and um, they, they really take a good, good learn, good learning opportunities for our kids that come. Um, so we have the HERS training Academy for kids and for all ages, and then Motley kids specifically for our kid, our children's programming. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so how long have you been doing this Comic-Con? 50-something years? <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. So yeah. what? Um, Established 1988, it looks like. Oh, awesome. I think we had a few before that, but but it's nice. Been, so what are some of the guests been. that you're going to have this year? Um, we have John Shuck, um, who played a Klingon in Voyager and Deep Space Nine. We have Gary Frank, who uh, played... Yedrin Dax in Deep Space Nine, and then we have Tracy Lee Coco, who uh, played in the original series or uh, in uh, Next Generation. Sorry. Let's see. She she goes by Lieutenant J now, but Ensign J, I think she was in Star Trek. So yeah, yeah definitely. Wow. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I'm still stuck on the learn Klingon, you know, I'm doing yes. YouTube videos so I can at least, you know, I don't even yeah. know. So I can at least, you know, feel like I can have at least say hello and Klingon. 
Yeah. I feel yeah. like I need to know the basics, you know, so I don't fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, I, I just wanna... drink. maybe it's an easier language if you're drinking. Maybe it's easier then. <laughs> I'm always down for that. I'm always down for a good shot. So I should... want to point out our musical guests, if I don't, if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah definitely. So we have the Klingon Pop Warrior who comes and brings us Klingon music uh, every year. You know, you never heard some of these songs until you've heard them in the original Klingon. Um, we have a, a group that's part of the Pride of Indie Bands um, that's called Geeks and Grooves. It's a saxophone quartet that brings us geeky music um, on the saxophone. Um, very unique experience. <laughs> and then we have um, a, a group called Boldly Go, which is um, a Star Trek uh, punk rock band. Um, from the East Coast. Um, and they are sure to bring um, lots of interesting experiences with them. Now, with this type of show, are you having the music done at night? Or are you having it done like during the panels that they have where they play their music for an hour? How, how do they get yeah. these shows going? So we have um, Q&A panels with our guests during the day. Uh, mm -hmm. on our main stage. And then in the evening, we have concerts with these um, musical guests. Okay, so the concerts, uh, like I said, is it going to be like in the hotel itself and like yes. at the bar area? Or are they going to be No, the it's from our main or? stage, from the main okay. stage where everything else is. We also are having a burlesque this year. So uh, Star Trek <laughs> burlesque, which should be interesting. Wait, did you just say burlesque? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You're, oh my gosh! Please tell us about that. Like, I totally have to mute myself on what I'm doing because I like her burlesque, and I was like, "Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Please tell us about that because that yeah. is unique and amazing." Yeah, yeah, we are really excited to have um, the uh, the some of the indie burlesque folks come and bring us a really interesting show based on um, sci-fi and you know, Star Trek and that kind of thing. Um, so it'll be geared towards us. And beforehand, um, the Ahura's Training Academy is going to teach us about Josephine Baker, who smuggled information from the uh, French Resistance or, during World War II using a variety of... Um, she taught... She brought these things in through burlesque um, during World War II. And so that's... You know, we're bringing bringing the STEM in, bringing the fun in. Did you say it's a sci-fi burlesque? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Greg, I need to go to this. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is so awesome. So, like, what are some of the, the sci-fi, like, burlesque outfits or shows? Like, are yeah. you going to are you going to have to know? I don't know yet. I'm excited to find out. Um, <laughs> but oh my god! If you could, if you could like imagine one, you know, from like a sci-fi show, what would it be? Um, from Star Trek, I would love to see a Klingon doing burlesque. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Okay. And oh, that would be so cool! Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't think of the two. Show. I've never seen one, but I watched the movie and I'm like, I'm dying to see one. I think it'd be fantastic yeah. and wonderful. Yeah. So uh, that is amazing. Oh my gosh, Greg. I'm trying oh to think God. of the two sister Klingon names in the movie and oh, I can't yeah. think of it. I could just see them doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Oh, that would be that would definitely be interesting to watch. Yeah. Now I have to go back with the learning Klingon, and I'm in in a panel like that. I would think that a panel like that should be about two to three hours long. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna want to sit there and learn it. Do they? I know they actually have the books and stuff like that where you can actually learn it, but are they going to hand out like little pamphlets for like basic stuff for the people that come to the panel? We have a variety of things. This year, the focus is not necessarily on learning Klingon as we've had that in the past more. Um, we often have a panel on learning how to cuss in Klingon. I mean, you can't go wrong <laughs> with that, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and we actually we're having that panel again this year with Alan Anderson, who's going to teach us how to do some cursing in Klingon on uh, Saturday. Um, so how to, you know, not just cuss words, but how to curse someone fully in Klingon. So now now I want to definitely hear about all these panels because all these panels are now sounding like, OK, <laughs> And if you have one at the same time as another, I'm I'm going to be a little bit upset here. I mean, yeah, what other we, panels? We try to really um, balance out when we're having what. Um, and this year, my um, idea that I gave to our programming person was that we would have um, some about just learning new things, you know, some about experiencing something, some about making something, and some about meeting other people. So those are the four kind of tracks that we're using this year. And we're trying not to overlap them too much. So you won't have all the learning tracks at the same time. They'll be um, at different times of the day so that you can um, go to all of them and not be upset that you're missing out on the same thing at the same time. Now, I, the one I definitely, I kind of like that. It's kind of like learning to meet people. Uh -huh. There are, a lot of shy people and a lot of held back people that just they they want to extend themselves but they don't know how so can you explain yeah. a little bit about do you know how that panel is going to go is it going to be like just for like the cons or is it going to be out in the real so, world as well yeah so we're hoping just um i guess partially because i'm a huge extrovert and I just have really missed being with people. Um, and I love meeting new people who enjoy the same kind of thing as I do. So, <clears throat> excuse me. We are going to be having meet sessions, meeting sessions, um, focused on different ideas around Star Trek. So um, we are having one for... Um, one for sci-fi writing, one for... Um, what's your favorite sci-fi shows, but we're one for, you know, the original series, one for the movies of Star Trek, you know, so you can come together with people who that is their favorite thing and um, get to know some other people in your community who find that same thing as something that they love. Yeah. I would, I would be suggesting that this, this panel be called 10 Forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no we, we love that. Um, unfortunately, it's uh, very uh, locked down to use that wording. Um, so be, yes, CBS be, is pretty strict on there. Yeah, so we can't call anything ten forward, but we have had um, 
some creative naming around that in the past. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll get five times two forward. There yeah, we go. There go. <laughs> five plus five forward. I mean, you there's a little you can play with it a little. I can see That's that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, I'm kind of like Amy. It's like singing in Klingon. That That's still sticking in my head there. It's like singing in Klingon. That would be a show that I'd want to see. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. The Klingon Pop Warrior. You got to look her up on YouTube. Um, she does Twitch streaming. She um, recently completed some Extra Life um, uh, fundraising. So she's really an amazing person. Um, and her work is just wonderful uh, like i said that would be fun so people go check her out on youtube and while you're there make sure you subscribe to our channel we are at our 158 right now like i said the contest that we have says 250 on youtube not on facebook on youtube and we're at 203 on facebook so keep them coming people we're moving up excellent <laughs> but I love everything that y'all are doing and I would definitely love to get out there. I know I'm not going this year. That would be too, too hard of a drive or too hard, to, too expensive of a flight. I think being this close to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. But we would love to have you though, whenever you're able to come. I think the singing and Klingon the burlesque, sci-fi burlesque, which Amy's probably sitting there saying, burlesque, burlesque. Okay, people, y'all got to start asking Amy these questions that y'all want her to answer while she's not here. This is when <laughs> y'all give her hell, people. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a couple of interesting sessions about um, cosplay and conventions. And um, we have a session on mental illness and conventions and how that, you know, how you can balance your mental illness while still enjoying your conventions. Um, we are having, um, let me see if I, I'm just scrolling through our uh, awesome <laughs> online podcast, our online programming guide. Um, there's a, tra no. uh, one on does Star Trek need lawyers in the future? So we have an awesome lawyer who's going to come and talk about that. Um, we have some writing panels about, um, we have a flash fiction group workshop um, with one of our awesome local writers. Um, so really just some amazing, yes. amazing uh, panels and, and learning and, um, and then all the fun. <laughs> so do y'all have a special cosplay guest that is coming to y'all show this year or that y'all have no. set aside or do y'all do that do y'all plan on doing that in the future we have done that in the past we um often have a uh, masquerade a, a cosplay masquerade um that's just not something we decided to do this year but um we have had that in the past and we'll probably bring it back in the future um lots of people um we have um a, a lady who does some training on uh, diversity in cosplay and how, um, you know, you can change up a cosplay to, to fit yourself and um, how it doesn't have to be exactly like it maybe looked originally to still be the mm. same thing. So that's pretty cool. Well, one thing that we discussed yesterday 
and we saw a lot of it at Beaumont is how they, the people in cosplay get into that character. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I know what the cosplay and the con, do y'all have a contest or is it just the masquerade that y'all do or the parade that y'all do or? We previously have had a cosplay contest. We don't have one this year. So, well, what I'm probably going to go with is COVID probably hurt a lot of what y'all yes. were able to do this year. And then yes. hopefully it'll be picking back up for the following years and, mm -hmm. and y'all are going to be picking up from that pretty much. Yeah. We're one of the earliest um, conventions here in Indianapolis um, to come back after COVID. So we're really building and hoping that um, a successful year this year will mean that the future looks bright and big for us. Well, I definitely think y'all are going to get it this year with the guests that y'all have. And like I said, somebody going to sing Klingon, I'm sure they're going to watch this show and they're going to say, when was that? Where was yeah. that? And yeah. how do I get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, you know, tickets are still available online at starbaseindy.org. Uh, we are requiring everyone this year to be fully vaccinated and to wear a mask during the convention. Okay, so it's definitely fully vaccinated and masked. Yes. I, I know safety concerns are on everybody's mind still. I'm hoping we get through this quickly because yes. it's just all crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's important, I think, to note that this is a, a fan-run fan convention, so we don't have a an overarching... Um, company that is running this this is all mm -hmm. just fan run none of us are paid for this none of us are compensated in any way um except maybe a free badge if we're <laughs> if we want that um but you know we we all pay for for the experience just like everybody else does and and um we believe in doing this because we are fans of the of the shows and of star trek and sci-fi in general and we're because we believe in the community. That's something that you don't hear often because I know a lot of these conventions do. And like the bigger ones they are, to me, it seems like they're more in it for the money. They'll get the big name guests so they can right. charge. And those are the bigger ones, people. They're not the smaller ones. The smaller ones are more, they want you to enjoy yourselves. They are the family oriented one. And like I said, Comic Palooza here. I'm I'm ups and downs on it right now from last year, but of course I know it's coming a year after COVID, so they had to change things up, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But we'll see next year on how that one goes, since it's one of the bigger ones here in Houston. But anyway, I wanted to tell everyone thank you for tuning in, enjoy our show, and we definitely hope to see you. Well. Let me rephrase that. My wife's having surgery on Tuesday, so that show is being moved. We're still going to have it. We just don't know if it's going to be Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, Thursday evening. But we are still having our normal show, but it's going to have to be moved due to the surgery. So we will see you either Wednesday or Thursday, maybe even Monday. We'll, we'll see what's going on. But everyone... Y'all have a great weekend. 
enjoy yourselves. If you're at the Texas Ren Fest, if you're at a convention this weekend, enjoy yourselves, meet the people, meet the guests, meet the vendors. Without them, you wouldn't have shows. But as of now, everyone, happy Saturday and adio. And we will.